0: Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, here in this beautiful uh, space here at Teal Presbyterian Church, on a beautiful day the Lord has made. We rejoice and give thanks in Him, and look at Psalm 95 together. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and song for the lord is the great god the great king above all gods in his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him the sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land come let us bow down and worship let us kneel before the lord our maker For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Today, if you would only hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Meribah, as you did that day at Masai, in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested me. They tried me, though they had seen what I did. For 40 years, I was angry with that generation. I said, there are people whose hearts go astray, and they have not known my ways. So I declare it on earth in my anger, they shall never end of my rest. God always blesses the reading of God's holy word. Come, Holy Spirit, lead us again. Pray the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts will be pure and acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen, 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 amen. A psalm. Psalm that begins this way. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving extol him with music and song. Scholar Derek Kidner describes it this way. He says, our psalmist calls us to meet God with unashamed, unbridled enthusiasm. When I've read the word enthusiast, the etymology really means to be in God. enthusiast to be in God. But it's not just in any God. As as Kidner says, it's God as our refuge and our rescuer. And that sense of being in a refuge of being rescued leads us to a full-throated cry, as Kidner points out. Acclamation fit for his king. An exuberant yelp to our saving king. It's a call to sing and even shout. What was the last time you shouted? Was it praise? <laughs> I, if I think about my life, I'm not sure when the last time I shouted was praise. I don't think the last time I actually did shout was praise. It was probably something else going on with the kids or something. You're a parent, you know what I mean? Or you've been a parent, you know what I mean? But God, in his word, through the psalmist, describes worship as a shout to God. Sing, shout. It's interesting that this is how the psalm starts. Others have pointed out singing and shouting is not the only way to start worship. There's great precedence for quiet space in worship. We need that too. It's not an either or. It's a both and. But in this text, and there's other texts that talk about being still and being quiet, they're equally important. But our text today in Psalm 95 starts with a shout. Not the only way to start, not the only way to start, but it is a way to start. Football starts with a shout. Our stadium is known for how loud the crowd can be, right? Rock concerts start with a shout. We all know what that sounds like as a crowd is enthralled as the, the band or singer takes the stage. A shout to God is a vocalized exuberance. We do it at football. We do it at concerts. Why not with God as well? Our scripture today is a call to that. The Holy Spirit wants us to make room to shout about not only football, not only concerts, which is fine, but also the best news ever, the one who gave us the gift of football and the gift of concerts, the ability to run and jump and, and throw and catch and play amazing notes and play with uh, in groups and with incredible music. The author of all of that if all of that deserves a shout, certainly the author of all of that deserves a shout. Exuding passion and joy uh, for the one who gave us these good gifts. Now, you know, when you're in a position of passion, and joy, and delight, you're literally in a position. It changes your body language, the way you handle yourself, the way you're sitting. Not slouch, but your move forward. It's it's a embodiment uh, when you shout that you're oriented and aiming somewhere. We're created as human beings for movement. The best athletes show us this. We're created as human beings for proclamation. The best singers and orators show us this. And when we proclaim through uh, body movement and voice. Um, It has a way of aiming our whole selves toward the one to whom we proclaim praise. I don't know about you, but I need that in my life because I get disoriented. We've been in the midst of moving and you've all moved. I'm sure you know what it's like to be overwhelmed by boxes and a task that need to be done and get into task mode and get so busy, busy, busy. And you're all very busy anyway. Everyone is. Our lives become driven. And we get like on the treadmill and we need the shout to just get us reoriented, realigned. The more we catch the awesomeness of how God is, or we should say the more the awesomeness of God catches us, gets a hold of us, the more exuberant we'll be in response. Verse three, for the Lord is the great king. The great king above all gods. As the psalmist continues, he tells us why we're exuberant for God. And there's three keys in the text that we're going to go through here. One is, in verse 4, we're exuberant with God because of God's relationship with creation. Verse 4, in his God's hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands form the dry land. We're inclined to express love and exuberance and a shout for God when we see all that he's done around us, whether it's in the beautiful rolling countrysides of Pennsylvania or uh, the mountain ranges of the Rockies or here in the beautiful Cascades uh, to the east and the Olympics to the west. As On my drive home now, we get to see them and it's as if they they beckon us to to reach up and, and cry out and shout to God will be inclined to express that shout for God, an acclamation of God's amazing power and might, when we see all the earthly beauty around us as products, as creations that are a gift from Him. When we look around us and we see He gave us that drop of soil, every inch of rain, every pine branch, or every wind-blown wave, or every mountain peak, to read the landscape of Western Washington theologically will result in exuberant praise. How could it not? We don't praise the mountain itself. It's easy to see why people would, right? Who, who don't maybe think in terms of a creator, think of the creation. People, some people get stuck there, and some, some spiritualities get stuck there. We want to move through there appreciating creation, treasuring it, stewarding it, but moving through creation as a kind of icon, a window into the beauty and majesty of the living God that draws us into deeper and deeper exuberant praise. Yay, God! I can't believe you gave us Mount Rainier. Yay, God! I can't believe you gave us the Cascades and the Olympics. Try it sometime. The next time you see something beautiful around you, and it's easy around here, right? Praise God. Just shout a praise to God. Praise God for his rule over his the creation. Then praise him again. Then praise him again. Get a bit louder when you do it in your own way. And see what it does to your, to your entire inner life in the midst of your busy lives. So that's the way the Lord's creation helps get us into a place of Praise. Verses 4 and 5 in Psalm 95. Then verses 6 and 7 in Psalm 95, we look to praise God through his relationship with not just creation, but with us. Verse 6, come let us, bow down and worship and kneel before the Lord, our maker, for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Isn't it great that God didn't just sit back and give us this land, you know, Use. God gave us each other, God gave us ourselves, God gave us our lives. So God's not just an impersonal habitat maker. God is the one who has searched and known us and amazingly wants to know us, even though we're lost sinners and needed forgiveness. And we'll get to that in a moment. He is our maker, our God. We are the people of his pasture. Under his care as his flock, the God who gives us this land, gives it to us as his people in his land. So exuberant praise starts not only with appreciating the God who gives us creation, but the God who's created us and given us life itself. So we praise God exuberantly with a shout through his relationship with creation. We praise God exuberantly with a shout through his relationship with us. As his people, his pasture, in his pasture, his flock. And then, thirdly, in verse 7, the, past, the the passage of the psalm turns and takes a harder turn. It says this Today, if only you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did at Mirabah, as you did that day at Massah in the wilderness, where your ancestors tested me and they tried me, though they had seen what I did. Suddenly, We go from God as creator, exuberant praise to God due to God as, because God is our lavish creator, exuberant praise to God due to God being our relator to now exuberant praise of God due to the fact that we're sinners and we need that correction. We're warned in light of our history. I mean, Israel is us after all. And their failure to trust the God who proved himself trustworthy were warned don't harden your hearts they tried me they tested me Amirabah and Massah mean dispute and testing the scholars tell us they're the two place names in the Old Testament which there are two place names in the Old Testament which sum up um, as Dr. Kidner says the sour skeptical spirit of Israel on their desert journey there's an episode in Exodus 17 where the Israelites grumble and quarrel with Moses and why because they were thirsty and they ran out of trust they ran out of water they ran out of trust despite the fact that god had led him led them prove himself worthy they still ran out of trust israel's trust collapse collapses so we're warned out of that so now we're taught to praise god for first out of god's glorious creation second out of god's choice to know us and have us be his now thirdly to praise god um, out of the warning over our sin, you know, we have beautiful creation. We are His beautiful creation, so praise God, praise God. And we are sinners who lose our way, so praise God. If isn't that the point of shouting in the first place? You know, to get ourselves out of a posture of being self-centered and centered on what we what we want to happen that isn't happening, or like Israel was centered on what we don't have, centered on glass half full, centered on um, the deficits of the whatever situation that we're in. A shout to praise will get us to look beyond that, look to the God who has provided for us and proven himself faithful again and again. So it, it, praise cleanses the gunk out of our minds, not to get God's attention, but to get our attention on God, right? because we're sinners so that's that's where this turn takes place in the, in the psalm in light of this history that you and i have of sin and losing away pay attention to god this is verse 7 and 8 and then the story of the result of that verse 10 11 god was angry for 40 years with those people there's their hearts have gone astray so they they lost rest because of that we're worn out of that history which is our history to keep praising Keep seeking God, or else we lose our way. St. Augustine said, Our hearts are restless until they find their rest in thee. So the Psalm 95 gives us that daily correction to that. If we pay attention and and look at our path through that Psalm, look around and see God's creation. And remember, he is God who is the creator, who is worthy of our praise as creator. Look at yourself and remember that God chooses to relate with you and see God as worthy of praise as our relator, God. Three, uh, remember that we are sinners and that like Israel, we can lose our way and we need to shout so we don't miss out on what God has for us in any given day. Because our track record is that we will lose our way if we don't. May we shout and praise in whatever way that we're ready to do to take it to the next level as if our lives depended on it, knowing the Spirit will give us what we need to dance and praise. The Spirit will come and animate our worship and our hearts as we step into the obedience He provides in His power and as we praise God and get out of ourselves and live in the freedom that is ours in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Don't miss out. Shout. Amen.